everybody, LAJ here on behalf of WrestleZone, and today I'm joined by your pro wrestling magic women's champion, Rebecca Scott. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. It is. It's been a hot minute. It's been about a <laughs> nine-ish months, a year since the last time I talked to you, and a lot has changed for you. You've definitely had a big transformation, in, especially in terms of character and in-ring work, which we'll talk about today. But I, you kind of also stepped into this kind of meaner, more aggressive role <laughs> in some promotions. So can you talk about the, the kind of the process of uh, crafting this new persona? And do you have any sources of inspo that you try to channel or incorporate into this meaner, more ruthless Rebecca Scott? I so this is a difficult question because I feel like this this version of me has always kind of been down there somewhere um and then the further I've gotten into my martial arts um you know training and all of that stuff it's just really been brought out of me and then when I step into the ring obviously um I'm taking all of my training with me to the to the wrestling ring as well and it just becomes before I feel like I was a lover trying so hard to be a fighter and now I feel like I've gotten that figured out and I'm a fighter at heart and I don't I don't see like just oh this poor girl or you know there's no there's none of that anymore now it's more like we're in a fight and 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 that's kind of what I see so I think that's kind of where the ruthlessness comes out because I'm small and sometimes um, that doesn't work towards my advantage. Sometimes it does, but a lot of the times um, my opponent is stronger than I am. So to get into the different types of martial arts that I've gotten into has really helped. And now I feel like it's an even playing field. I'm not just trying to not, you know, anger the bear. Now I'm like, let's get them angry and let's see what they've got. Yeah, you're a lot more scrappy too. You can, you, you know, you can use that uh smaller stature to your advantage though sometimes and quickness at times. And, but you also have that grappling aspect, you know, and, and fighter stance with your mixed martial arts background and all of that. You know, in, in terms of your presentation though, specifically in the ring gear department, I see you, you've been evolving. You've been putting out some great <laughs> gears, girl. So I'm curious in that department, what are some of your general sources of inspo when crafting or envisioning your ring gear? What does that process look like for you? So I work uh, really closely with La Lucha Lady, which I know in in the wrestling world, so many people, we all love her. Um, (laughs) She's amazing. I don't, I'm not crafty in that. I I do not, when it comes to clothes and stuff like that, like I've never shined in that department. So working with her and just being like, this is kind of what I'm thinking, or can we do this? And then she just takes it and runs with it. So honestly, all of the credit has to go to the gear makers and everybody who who helps me out in that department, because it's just, that has never been my strong suit, which is insane. Cause you know, my mom is so crafty and she's always doing these little arts and crafts. And I'm just like, thanks mom. That, that wasn't what you passed down to me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel like at least to give yourself a little bit more credit, I assume at least there's like a color palette or something that you like envisioning and stuff like that when you're proposing to them, I assume at least. Yes, yeah, I can at least take take credit for that. (laughs) I think I always come in with like, these are the color schemes I want to do. And a lot of them, like, you know, my first gear was uh, kind of homemade. And then, you know, we've evolved since then. So I know that the first gear that I, I sent out for with La Lucha Lady when I was started working with her was inspired by my my dojo, the, the gym that I've been training at, because 
it's just transformed my life. So I know I'm I'm always preaching David Branch Jiu-Jitsu, David Branch Jiu-Jitsu, but it has really changed my mental, physical, everything. And so it was kind of like a little tribute to that. And then the next set of gear or the, I think the most recent one is red and black and that's my hometown colors. So, you know, there's a little inspirations, but it's pretty much just the colors, the rest of it. I love your purple gear too, that you've been, you've been wearing, wore it a, a bit last year, I believe. Um, I've been yeah. really purple. I mean, it's like a regal color, but like, it looks really good. I very clean and everything, but you know, yeah. you mentioned, I was going to mention, you know, David Branch Jitsu Academy. You, you've been training there for a couple of, but two, at least two years, probably three now, at least two, two three. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, you know, you've had a long journey inside there. You know, you've done it. You've trained there alongside Megan Bain and all of them. You said that BJJ has taught you much more than self-defense, that it's helped you evolve as an overall human as well. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey in BJJ and how it specifically helped or changed you? So I can talk about this, honestly, forever, because I there's so many positives to the different um like combat sports that I've started there I started with Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. and then once I received my blue belt I was like okay let me try to like you know mix in some other different types of martial arts so right now I am heavily focused in on the Muay Thai aspect of it um which is I it, it, listen anybody who does any combat sports kudos to you because it's hard right it doesn't matter what it is it's hard I have never ever experienced something harder than Muay Thai I have never been hit or kicked or taken down harder and faster than I have in Muay Thai and I think the really cool thing about martial arts is that it's physical right and your body is breaking down and building back stronger but it's also the mental stuff and that is like in jiu-jitsu I I got I was getting submitted over and over and over again because everybody there was better than me. So I had no choice but to evolve. And when you do that and you lose so many times in a row, you, your, your ego and, and, you know, all of that stuff is out the window because now it's just about survival. And that's when you can really build that base. So then going out into the world, it's like, what, what room do I have? Like, there's no room for egos or like any of that stuff. So I, it's just changed my, my mind on that so much. I don't have the same type of like, oh, I should be doing that or I should get that or this or that. And we all do that, right? But being like doing what I've been doing, it's taken that out. And knowing that there's always going to be somebody out there that's stronger, faster, then you're, you're humble to that. And you, you know that like, it's a form of art, right? So some days you're going to do good. Some days you're not going to do so good. And you just being able to con stay consistent through those, like, oh, I got tapped out so many times today, but then coming back the next day and it's like, oh, there was, I got tapped out three times less today. It's like that little progress you see over time. It just, it changes you fundamentally and it makes you appreciate like, the world around you as cheesy as that sounds 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy <laughs> and you mentioned fundamentals and I know that's a, a big thing for you because you recently shared a quote that I find really interesting you, it said success is neither magical nor mysterious success is the natural consequence of constantly applying basic fundamentals so for those who aren't familiar with BJJ and Muay Thai what are their fundamentals um, so Brazilian jiu-jitsu is more so of uh, like grappling, right? I highly recommend everybody do some sort of Brazilian jiu-jitsu in their life just to get a little bit of knowledge on how to defend yourself, right? You're walking down the street, somebody tries to attack you, takes your purse, grabs your hair. Jiu-jitsu is perfect for, especially for like the smaller people or, you know, people that don't really like uh, train in, in weights and, you know, can't really physically outpower somebody. So, you know, uh, just knowing the fundamentals is great. I, it, it's really funny at my gym, they call me baby crowbar, which is a, a little demeaning, but it's also, <laughs> I could see it. I can see it. It's because I can get my little arms, you know, in there around their neck and then they can, their hands are yeah. so big, they can't, you know, help it. So jujitsu is great for any type of like, just having a little bit of knowledge of how to to get somebody away from you when you need to. Muay Thai, <laughs> Muay Thai is just insanity. I think they call it like the art of eight limbs because you're using elbows, foreheads, your knees, everything. Um, and when I started doing Muay Thai, huge props to my coach. I mean, he is probably the most interesting man in the world. Uh, he's about my height and he scares everybody in the gym and it's because he's been training for so long um, but that is that is the type of like combat sport you get into and you develop this type of relationship with pain where it's like nobody likes being hurt right but you you can trick your mind into thinking it's not so bad and and evolving and being able to to handle more pain as you, as you progress, which sounds crazy. I understand. Um, but it's, it's, that's more of like actual fighting. So any of my strikes and my kicks, everything that has improved drastically, because let's be honest, I did not know what I was doing before this. Um, it's all bit, that's all credited to Muay Thai and, and the beautiful art of eight limbs. <laughs> I'm so curious, you know, um, you're doing a lot of physical things. You also travel the world. How did you get involved in these areas in mixed martial arts? <laughs> so I, I guess I could, I could credit that to Megan. Um, we were training wrestling when we were, we were training in the ring a lot. Uh, we both wanted to kind of up our skill level. So we, I live really close to David branch and um, I don't, I'm not sure who it was that mentioned that dojo specifically to her, but she's like, Hey, there's this place right by you. Let's go, you know, check it out. And it was really intimidating at first. Um, obviously like my size and structure, I'm five one. And I was just, man, there was just, it was survival. And half of the time I didn't even do that, but that's where the consistency comes in where it's like, I, I don't know if I was ever really meant to be, um, this version of myself but I'm so glad that I stayed consistent with it because what once it started getting a little bit easier and I started learning a little bit more that's when it was like okay so even even on the bad days I have to go because I can see the progress but she was the one that was like hey it's it's right there let's give it a try 
And and here you are three years later. Now you're doing Muay Thai. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so curious for you. Is there anything like else? I know you're still in the process of learning Muay Thai and, and all of that. Is there any other mixed, mar- there's so many of them. Is there any other mixed martial art that you maybe want to learn in your repertoire in the future? Not right now, but maybe in the future. <laughs> so my my coach is very, very heavy on the peer pressure right now to get me into an actual fight, a Muay Thai fight. Right, yeah, give me some time. Um, yeah. I'm working at it. I can hold my own now, but there's still a lot more progress to be made. Um, mm-hmm. But I think- Sticking with the Muay Thai and adding like maybe an MMA style, maybe some more like being able to interpret the jujitsu and the Muay Thai into one, which would be mixed martial arts, um, MMA, that would probably kind of be the next step for me. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, I think it's doable. Uh, Give me another year and we'll talk about actual fight, but. (laughs) Okay. We'll, we'll catch up with you in about, uh, we'll give you a year and some change. How about that? A deal. Okay. (laughs) You mentioned progress though. And your friend Megan Bain, you know, she recently returned from a six month tour in Japan. I saw you even visited her on this tour there. You worked closely in with Megan in wrestling and obviously MMA related stuff. Can you give us your thoughts on her run in stardom. This is, can I just tell you that years before, right, when me and Megan were really heavy in the gym, we were training all the time and she was kind of, you know, starting her momentum. I was just starting in pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, we would sit on my couch and she might murder me for saying this, but we would sit on my couch watching these stardom matches, taking notes, just thinking, how insane it would be to be there. And specifically, we would watch Julia matches. So when she got to wrestle Julia and they did what they did, which I don't know if you re- you know, but that was match of the of year. The year. Yeah. Insanity. We've had so many conversations about this. I We can't believe it. Like, this is what, like, this is the the example of dreams come true. We would sit on my couch being like, look how cool these girls are. One day we're going to be over there. We're going to be doing this. And then she went over and did it. I, I like after I watched one of her matches uh, while I was there, I wish I would have been able to be there for the Julia match, but um, it was just so surreal and I couldn't be more proud of her. She's going to take this stuff as far as she wants to she's going to do anything and everything she wants to do in the wrestling world I have all of the faith in her um but it was really cool it was really cool to see I I'm I don't know have had you been to Japan prior through your you know your your traveling with as a flight attendant yeah but this was the first time I was there for an extended period of time I think I was there for like a little over a week Um, So I got to train, um, you know, I got to meet the, like some of the stardom girls and, you know, develop those little relationships, which was super cool. And again, I got to watch, you know, the show. I think while we were there, we watched a GCW show too, which was a lot more bloody, but still very impressive. Um, But yeah, it was, it's insane. We talk about it all of the time where we're just like, wow, (laughs) how could this happen? it's crazy you know how was your trip from a non-wrestling perspective because it's not going to be just all business and all of that what did you do if I mean yeah you had you had to have some time to to kill to explore tell us about your uh, exploration in Japan 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we went kind of everywhere. We went to Disney Sea, so that was really cool. Got to see some of that stuff and, you know, ride the rides and stuff. But it was mostly about like sightseeing and doing all of that stuff, improving ourselves. I think right now I'm so focused in on myself and my goals and, and achieving what I want to achieve out of life. So we were both very motivated while I was there. And um, yeah, it was working out, training, sightseeing, and then watching her wrestle. Um, and that's pretty much what it was, trying tons of different food. But I love the the Japanese culture. So being over there was great. Everybody's so polite. It's just, it's such a nice area. And we got to explore a lot of it. Yeah. And you've been obviously a part of her journey and your own journey for a while. It kind of intersected last year because obviously she was sidelined with an injury for over a year. But I mean, you were working with her through her recovery process and you got to see her progress firsthand. What was it like being one of her first opponents when she returned back last year? I feel like it's probably a comfort. There's a level of comfortability there. Yeah. And I think with that comfortability, we took it to another level. That match was so hard hitting. I remember the next day we woke up and um, I, I I think she called me and she, we were just both like, I feel like I got hit by a truck. <laughs> like We took it a little too far, um, both of us. But I think that we also do that every time we're in the ring because yeah. we're comfortable yeah. with each other. Um, so we kind of, you know, put our put our best in because it's like oh we'll be fine yeah and, and obviously with japan i know you've tweeted before about your interest in wrestling there are there any i mean julia's probably one are there any yeah. joshi talent that have caught your eye or inspired you recently suzu suzuki is the, the number one i okay. think i i take a lot of inspiration from her um so to be able to wrestle her would be insanity but i have so much respect for all of the women in Japan and how they wrestle that honestly, I just, I want to be there. I want to wrestle everybody. I, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many good talents, even like outside of stardom, you know, um, all Japan, you know, there's Tokyo Joshi pro there's ice ribbon. There's so yeah. many, there's so many amazing yeah. promotions out there and, you know, so hopefully, you know, we get, you, we, we get you over there and obviously you're definitely a global talent. So like, it just has to happen, you know, it's happening this year. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm doing everything I can. I'm making, I'm doing the work, right? So I'm manifesting and I'm doing the work. There's no way it's not happening. Yeah. Like we said, you are a definitely a global talent as you travel the world as a wrestler and as a flight attendant. What else or where else is on the horizon for you right now? Um, outside of wrestling, I need to make it to Australia or, or even with wrestling. I need to make it to Australia. That has been on uh, the list for a couple of years now, I think. Um, but also, I really, really want to go to South Africa. There are so many different safaris and stuff like that, that that's going to probably be my, uh, my big vacation. So how about after I make it to Japan, yeah. I'll, I'll treat myself by going on a safari. I mean, what, I mean, you're, I feel like Australia, you know, you're in the same part of the hemisphere of the <laughs> world. You might need to go from Japan to us. I mean, to Australia while you're kind of on the Eastern hemisphere, you know, I that's not a bad idea. Maybe just like hop over there for a little bit. But, you know, we discussed in our previous chat, as of right now, you have 32 countries and counting, unless that's changed from the last time. Has it changed? Uh, yeah. 
Not yet. Okay. 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 Uh, so it, kind of in that realm though, you're very much world traveled. What has been the most beautiful place that you have been to? So I think that there's beauty in so many different places I've gone to. I always, when people ask like, what's your favorite destination? That's such a hard thing because there's little memories with every yeah. one of them. Um, but I will say the most surprised I was, was when I went to Tel Aviv, Israel, because it was at a time where, um, you know, watching the news, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like a war stricken country. It's not safe. It's gotta be, you know, like the poverty level has to be through the roof. Um, but getting there, it was just like paradise. <laughs> it was really like the most beautiful beaches, the most beautiful people, the food was amazing and it was I was so surprised and I think that is to this day that is one of the things that I've uh realized okay you can't judge a book by its cover you know you have to actually experience stuff uh so that was definitely one of the more surprising places I love anything you know warm and beachy but then on the the flip side of that Edinburgh Scotland is my go-to play place like in the world if I'm I need to like refocus and you know zone back into my life or clear my head or make decisions if I can get to to Edinburgh I'm gonna hike up to Arthur's seat and I can just like really process my life uh, I don't know really why it's just it's just one of those places it's beautiful the you know there's so much history there and I just love it very awesome uh, yeah like UK, Scotland, I want to go to so badly. So I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit jealous. You, you've sweetened the, the deal and maybe want to go there even more. You know, maybe 2025 is finally the year. I don't think it's happening this year for me, but you know, you never know. You, know, you let you know. me know when you're going. I'll meet you over there. I will deal because I mean that that I mean there's so especially like UK, Ireland, Scotland, England, like that hub right there is like I feel like I also have so many friends there. So you know yeah. I want to go there so bad. But you know, talking about the future, you know, what are some of your personal and professional goals that you'd like to accomplish in the next year or so? Travel aside, um, I need to get my purple belt right I need yes, to get my yes. uh, purple belt I I feel like I'm getting closer and I say that because I'm getting tapped out a lot less <laughs> I'm, I'm getting more creative with it um so I think in 2024 that's going to be my my biggest goal is I really want to work at getting that purple belt because I, I feel like you know the blue belt I'm so proud of it but mm -hmm. there's still more there's still more and I know I can progress even more in that um as far as like outside of that, I think that I need, I need to hit my 33rd country uh, where that's going to be. I feel like I'm just going to wake up one morning and say, I need to go somewhere. Australia. I, I think it might be my bets on Australia. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet because it's been on my mind for a while and I need to, I need to make that happen. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've been the last maybe five months of my life. I've been so focused in on, improving myself um in all aspects so you know school work everything I really want to just be the best version of myself that I could be and I keeping this momentum is definitely going to be a goal I want to be able to have that balance in life where you know I have all all of my boxes are checked and I'm I'm completely happy and content um and and that I like myself because it's important that we like ourselves right 
Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned momentum and you mentioned to me that you had some pretty exciting things coming up that you haven't announced yet. So do you mind giving us a little glimpse into some of these exciting projects and things that you have coming up? Yeah. Okay. So we've got two really big things um, My th that I think are huge. Um, coming up next month, um, I think they're going to announce this. I think they're going to announce this. Um, I'm going to be going back to Spain and wrestling for RCW. RCW. Yeah, but then we're going to hop on over to France. So I will be wrestling in France for my first time ever. Um, also with Carlos at RCW. Um, but I'm not going alone this time. <laughs> I am going to be bringing a friend. Um, and I think she's actually already been announced. So uh, me and Megan are going to start taking this, this uh, wrestling stuff on the road together. And we're going to be traveling together and doing some really cool stuff um, in and out of the States. But I think um, for both of us to go to Spain and to France and to be able to share this whole thing together is going to be super cool because who doesn't want to travel the world and wrestle with or against their best friend? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to be really cool to do that. So that's going to kind of be, and that takes away all of the nerves of like, I hope that the roster likes me or whatever else we go through. Um, it's just going to be such a cool experience. And, and I think that's what I want to do with my life is I just want to have really cool experiences. Um, but then <laughs> I had been working on some, secret projects that um, I, I could probably talk a little bit about. I have been dabbling in the world of stunt work and fight choreography. So I am working with a really awesome fight choreographer now who um, does amazing work. He works, uh, his name's James. Uh, he works on the Equalizer with Queen Latifah and yeah. he develops these insanely amazing fight scenes. Um, so I've started being able to use my creative mind, maybe not so much physical, but uh, in that aspect. And I've started dabbling in the uh, fight choreography world. And we're putting together some pretty cool projects right now that uh, I don't think I can really touch more on, uh, except for to say, just like, stay tuned with it, because it is really cool. I have never looked so cool <laughs> so we will be able to see this fight scene in some capacity yes yeah okay. yeah <laughs> now is this like animate I'm just, just curious is it like animated or like a live action kind of or video game even maybe i don't know think like live action but think okay. like uh, fight scenes in movies and tv okay. shows and okay. they create which is a completely different set of skills you need yeah. compared to the martial arts where you're really trying to hurt somebody compared to the pro wrestling stuff. And then, you know what I mean? So it's just all, I'm all over the place, but I think it's really cool. And we've gotten to come up with some really cool stuff. Me being able to use my pro wrestling and my martial arts background um, in the fight choreography uh, it's really cool because, you know, sometimes we'll be like, oh, let's do this scene and this scene and then throw this, this, this. And then I'll come in and say, well, I can do this type of head scissor or this thing or that. And it's just a completely different set of skill that not many people outside of the pro wrestling world know. So it's it's really cool. And it's, it's another like avenue for me to be able to use, you know, my brain and imagination. And it, it's fun. So much fun. 
I assume once you're able to talk more about it, you'd be giving updates on your social medias, hopefully, so people can stay tuned. You got it. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, we'll have to stay tuned for that. You can find Rebecca Scott on, on some screen, some form of screen <laughs> in, in the near future. That's very exciting, you know, and also like really cool kind of, you have like multiple different perspectives when it comes to like physicality. I mean, <laughs> wrestling's kind of in the middle of that though, you know, yeah. um, you know, you're legit, not legit choking people out in MMA, but it's kind of a, a rougher <laughs> hold. Yeah. But then you have wrestling. That's also that, but also kind of choreographed, you, you know, and then you have yeah. stunt work, you know, where you're that's trying not to. Choreograph. You know? yeah. Yeah. So for wrestling, somehow I feel like kind of goes in the middle of all of that. So that's. But wrestling has started it yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> You've been, been branching off, Rebecca. That's I don't know how you do it in between school and, and work and keeping up dedication um at the jujitsu academy. So like kudos to you. I don't I don't know how you do it. So kudos to you, you know. I was, but, I was at the gym yesterday and I think I was there for three, three and a half hours, and my coach was like, Go home, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how I, I do it. <laughs> I'm so curious. Do you, do you have like stuff like non-physical stuff, non-work stuff that you do in your free time? I mean, spend time with your dogs, obviously. I take, yes, I take them out. We, we're we're going to go out um, after this too. So we go on a, our adventures, but I take a lot of ice baths. I get a lot of sports massages, um, a lot of recovery in between. Um, but I'm also like trying to learn how to cook right now too, because I feel like that's an important life skill. And uh, I know how to make a really good grilled cheese sandwich. Same. I can't cook either. <laughs> I, I can make a mean cereal and I can use the, the microwave is my best friends. That's so right. like, I feel you. I'm, I'm leveling up to an air fryer. So I've been working with my air fryer a lot, okay. um, but I'm finding these different recipes and stuff. And then I just started doing like a meal order service called every plate where they send you all of the, the yeah. ingredients yeah. and like how to cook it and like instructions so I'm like this is how I'm going to learn how to cook <laughs> yeah starting out with instru instructions and then it's muscle memory at that point then you can maybe get experimental once you've got it down so yeah I mean that's yeah, more than I've um, been doing so kudos to you again <laughs> crank up my Beatles playlist and I start <laughs> cooking in the kitchen there you go. But, you know, you talk about all this progress you've been making, you know, this growth last year earned you a spot on the PWI Women's 250 list of 2023. You ranked 241, which I believe was your debut on the list. So congratulations for that. I mean, three, three years in three, four years, this will be year four, I believe, you know, it, it's been, it's been a journey for you so far. Talk about your initial reaction to finding this out and what this honor meant to you. I honestly didn't look at the whole list because I just assumed <laughs> I wasn't on it. So I think uh, a couple people had tweeted it out and I was like, wait a second. And then I went and I looked and there was the picture and all of that stuff. And it's just, I think a lot of um, what we do as wrestlers, um, we kind of overshadow it by, you know, there's there's always like this type of imposter syndrome and yeah. like you know yeah. well what did I really do to make to make it like because we see so there's so many talented wrestlers right there's so many of them um so when I saw it at first I was like this was a mistake and then I start thinking I really have been putting in work um in and out of the ring and so I felt so 
I was so happy and I was so grateful that that the work is now being translated into, you know, something I could see because it's not just me feeling like, okay, I'm making a little progress. When you're when you're there and you're so involved in it, you don't see it all that much. Um, so to be able to see my name on a list and and such an, in, you know, an insane honor, I was just I was I couldn't even believe it. I was like, wow, I'm really, you know, this all started for something so silly, and then it it trans it has transformed my life completely. Yeah. Two more questions for you. Since we're talking about growth, like I said, you're this will be year number four for you. You, especially the last year and a half, two years, you've really been pumping the gas on stuff. So I think that that spot was rightfully earned, you know. And I mean, you're gonna be traveling more. You're gonna be making some international debuts this year, maybe, you know. So you've been making a lot of progress. So as you kind of look back on your journey so far, how do you think you've grown as a person and as a competitor? I think I have so much more confidence now. Um, before I was in the mindset of fake it till you make it and yeah. don't let them see you scared, but people can see through that. Um, yeah. Now it's, I don't have as much to lose, but I actually have like more to lose, but, um, but how I feel, I feel like I'm just going to put my best foot forward. The people who like it are going to take it. And the people that don't aren't um, and you, you can't please everybody. So I think that my, my confidence and I've gotten rid of the ego that has changed so much over this, these past few years. Um, and I've just, I've, I've found my rhythm and I found what I like to do, my style of wrestling. And I had, everybody's going to give you their opinion, but I found my way of taking it with a grain of salt and using what I like and, you know, letting go of what I don't, um, but doing it in a, in, in a good way where I'm not so defensive. I, I think that the mental growth over the past few years has is where I'm most proud of, but I know that the physical growth is there too, but I, but I can feel the mental, yeah. and, you know, the, the stuff inside. So that's where I'm so, because it, it, it spills out into my everyday life and to be able to change yourself, like the little bits and pieces that you don't like of yourself, to be able to change those, with the hard work and the the progress and the gratitude is I feel like that's just like what I want to go through life doing yeah you know and you and you should be proud because your hard work has paid off and you're can only go up from here so keep going girl but I wanted to end kind of on on being proud you know that sense of pride in your work so as you look back on your career thus far is there a certain match or moment that you feel particularly proud of and why there's a few um I, I think my match and my feud with Billy Starks was one of my favorites um, to, to date. I think that she's such a talented wrestler and she's, again, she's another one that's just going to go wherever and do whatever she wants to do because she has that talent. She has that mindset. Um, but working with her and what we've, we created in those moments really, like, the, it stuck with me and, and I love seeing her shine in her own, her own light, you know, uh, so that was definitely one of the top ones. And obviously anytime I get to wrestle Megan is fun and we come up with really crazy stuff that we get to do. Um, but yeah, I think that there's still so much, like there's so, there's so much uncharted territory for me in the wrestling world, um, especially because I've kind of had my, my focus shifted as of late 
towards the actual combat stuff that I've been doing. Um, so I think I think that the Billy thinks really like it just stands out. We we created some really cool stuff with that, and I'm I'm really proud of it. And she's she helped me grow as a wrestler as well. Yeah, you know it, it's crazy. She like I've said this before. It is scary. She's what nineteen now. Yeah, it's scary yeah. that she is this good and she's not even at the peak of her career yet, and she's still in her teens. I know. Saying. It's insane. <laughs> she's, and she's got got she's got such a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. Even at this age, you know, she's so focused in, and she's just the the world is hers. Whatever she wants, she's got it. You know. And, you know, I, I have high hopes, too, that you, again, will achieve a, a similar fate in the near future. You, you know, you've earned that spot on the PWI for a reason. So your work has been noticed. And, you know, keep it up. Before we let you go, can you please share where the listeners can find you online? Yes. Uh, social media. My uh, Instagram handle is Rebecca J. Scott. Twitter is Rebecca J. Scott underscore. Um, and on my Instagram, there's a link to all of my, my website, all of my merch and everything there. Um, tomorrow, actually a new t-shirt is coming out. So stay tuned for that. Um, it will be my first ever first class badass t-shirt, which is really exciting. Um, and also I love that the, the fans came up with that name for me and now I'm taking it and running with it because it's so cool. <laughs> it is very relevant to you. You know, you are first class <laughs> in, in, in real life and also traveling, you know, and you're, you know, you're a badass, you know, in the ring, <laughs> you're, you'll be in some fight scenes. So you'll be a, you're a badass in multiple, uh, components as well. So like, it makes sense. So kudos to them. <laughs> Rebecca, thank you so much for chatting with me here today. Again, it's a pleasure as always. Anytime.